Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Rocket Promotions presents Ric Flair's Last Match. July 31st at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. The weekend of StarCast 5, presented by CarShield. Bringing wrestling companies together for one of the most unique cards ever assembled. Main evented by Ric Flair's Last Match. On sale right now at RicFlair'sLastMatch.com. And you can catch the show live streaming on pay-per-view and Fight TV for only $34.99. Ric Flair's Last Match. Walk in that aisle one more time for the last time. StarCast Five is presented by Car Shield and also brought to you in part by ProWrestlingTees.com. T-shirts designed and sold by over 2,500 pro wrestlers. By Lenny Bocket, certified financial planner. By Powerbomb Pizza, pizza crafted and sold by pro wrestlers. Powerbomb Pizza, powered by Kitsch Data. And by Woolworth Theater, the home of Nashville's first-of-its-kind show, Shiners. Visit StarCast.com for more information. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussion. Try not to get caught dancing. It happened. It's impossible. It happened. Pants on. It's click this. You're back. You you obviously expect something to happen here today, or you wouldn't have tuned in, either on video, on YouTube, on one of the many podcast outlets you're getting us on, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, not the least of which. And um, listen, it wouldn't be a show without Kevin Nash, who is here as well, or a facsimile thereof. What do you know about Kevin Nash here, Oliver? Look at your hair. Let me just say that. When I was in Minnesota. that's Jess, Jesse should only hope or wish he ever could have come out with that, with those locks. Go back to that for a minute. You know, it's a little, it's a little Kevin Nash, but a little Tawny Katane. I'm feeling like that should be on the hood of a Jaguar. I, yeah, I could see that at the end of the bed dancing. God, that was, for anyone who doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, there was a doll. Someone asked Kevin, one of, one of you. Asked Kevin. Yeah, and there it is. What's it going for on eBay? 20 beans. Steve, how many did you order, by the way? You know you're going to have Kev sign them when you see him next week, right? Come on. This has to be a thing now. All right. Uh, we should just yeah, give him out. He, went, he couldn't wait to get that motherfucker out of his house. Yeah. Oh, look at all the poses. They're showing you all uh, the po- Look at that hair. That's like an action shot. It's like... Uh, that was during my. That was during my. Uh, I was with Rat at the time. I was gonna say you were opening for Kiss, Dokken. But this was a doll. Uh, someone asked last week about the um, the worst piece of merch that Kevin was ever given, and he began to describe this very doll. I think mm. the phrase you used was, "You said a pleather outfit." And real doll doll hair, and you referenced that old film, that that classic, that. That was me in the morning 20 years ago. 
Right. But uh, you referenced it was a trilogy of terror. Right. Yeah. And and that wasn't bad. So I thought maybe uh, wh- who who would have come close to, to that kind of hair in real life? Let's see. Wh- who who could have given that doll a run for its money? Um, let's see. Do we have uh, maybe, uh, you know, who comes to mind? The uh, the record producer, um, uh, uh, Phil Spector. Yeah. Right. Could have been a little Phil Spector. He had he his was much more controlled though I have to say, don't you think? Like, yeah, let's see I, Phil again. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's a statement. Yeah, that's definitely. It yeah, looks like the old. That looks like the old fucking Jiffy Pop commercial back when we were kids, and they put the fucking gimmick on the uh, stove and it. It would. It would. Yeah. yeah it would yeah. actually the uh, the aluminum foil uh, top would go. become that, bul- become bulbous. What. Um, what else do we have here? Who else? Uh, who else could could give that dollar on for its money? What do we got there, Steve? Okay, now that okay, it's not too. That's that's what film is? Is that um, that's uh, uh what the hell was that? Kingpin, Kingpin, right? That was um, that was who, who directed co- that? That was uh, Cohen's, I think. The Cohen brothers? Pretty sure. I think it was the Cohen's. Oh, Farrelly, oh, Farrelly brothers. Farrelly brothers. brothers. Yeah, Farrelly, right. yeah. Could see everybody furiously sending tweets that we were wrong um all right who that, else what that are we, we what, correct yeah that, okay so well jesse himself now, yeah you, jesse you, yeah you tell me what the hell i i, have, I don't have any here but i've got a thousand fucking dogs i live in the baja is he still in mexico or did he come back know. here uh, what else what else do we have anything else give him a run for his money okay well ah, that's classic three stooges action there larry uh what else we got doctor there we go. Coolio. Yeah, that's that's much too tame. The landing strip in the middle is is not is not uh, not unreminiscent of something you might see in Hustler or Club or Lake yeah. Show, like we discussed. It's a, it's like a rain a reindeer uh, landing strip. And uh, yeah, not not a fan of that. Uh, Genghis Khan. Okay, well the classic. Dewey. Parts unknown. Dewey Robertson. The missing link. Is that it? Now, Kev, this is the closest you came to the doll. I found this. Now, they must have modeled the doll after this. What era would this have been? No, this was TNA. This was was one of those moments where I just finished a match, and it was outside in, like, 93-degree or 93% humidity at, at Universal Studios. And they said, hey, we need to get a, a, a promo shot of you. I said, are you fucking kidding me? And I walked over, and that's a, I, I think you can see the smile on my face. I, you know, that, 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 that looks more like you're taking a shit. I, probably, I knew it was going to be the shit. So well, You were in TNA, I was yeah, going to say. I had, now, I had fun there, man. How, how about us opening? <laughs> we get about 25,000 audio downloads a week or 30,000 or whatever. And we're opening with a visual, a visual gimmick. So anyone who's listening, this is incentive for you to go to uh, YouTube and check out that seven. You could see the photos that we had up of the, of the doll and the comparable doll hair. Because we're fucking production heavy in this crew. We really are. I'm giving you so much more than you get on those other shows, guys. Do you even do you even bother to listen or watch the other ones, or is it just all click this? I understand if it. I've is. been giving everybody more than they than they've been asking for since uh, Blue Chew came in my life. Yeah. Um, feedback from last week: um, the T Wolf 
said uh, Real Kevin Nash discusses classic porno mags and jacking off. Dangerous listening while in the gym. Fucking funny, though. Oh, thanks. You can go back and listen to episode two if you want to hear about um, Kev's system as a young man in an I, 800 I, square I, I, foot I apartment. Saw, I, I saw one from uh, a response to some guy from uh, New Zealand. And he said that, uh, you know, don't, I, I just want to hear like about rest. I don't want to hear about this other shit. I don't want to hear about masturbating. And I said to him, I, I sent him a reply. I said, so what, they don't masturbate in New Zealand. Like, what the fuck is your PSA level there? Like 14? Like does everybody have prostate cancer in New Zealand? Cause they're afraid to fight. Or are you just that guy that oh, I don't jerk off? Yeah. Right. He's a, a Vegemite, uh, lube maybe. Yeah. Josh says he's loving this shit, but it could really use more bunkhouse stampede. Well, Josh, <laughs> you are in for a surprise real soon. We're going to, I'll tell you about this in a minute. John Rega listening to the new episode this morning of Click This Podcast. And if you can't relate to the first 10 minutes about masturbation, then this show isn't for you. Honestly, if you can't relate, then you're a fucking liar. Just guys being guys. Great show. Thank you, John. Very similar to what Nash just said. Tomas says most people start their mornings with a nice coffee or breakfast. I prefer to start my mornings listening to real Kevin Nash and kayfabe Sean debate someone's claim to have 11 inches soft. Mere minutes into the second episode, and I'm a fan for life. We were talking about those, what were those little gimmicks, the, the penthouse yeah, letters? Yeah. Forums. Forum, right. Yeah. I'm a regular guy. <laughs> 11 soft. Salvatore, this is seriously becoming my favorite podcast. Ironically, I look forward to the episodes where Sean and Nash never talk about pro wrestling. Actually, one of the selling points for me was that these two would just shoot the shit. Look at that. I don't think it'll never be wrestling. Well, he's but... going to be fucking happy because I, 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 I was on the road this this whole weekend. Actually, I've got a, uh, a line of uh, cannabis coming out uh, with the, the Hyman group. No pun intended in, uh, in Michigan. And, um, I was shooting a commercial Monday and I missed, uh, I missed my wrestling window. Didn't get, didn't get to check. But the I'll tell DVR you one yet. thing. I, that fucking, that jackknife fucking sativa is a wonderful, it's a wonderful lover. So now are you, so are you like branding it as like jackknife and, yep, and it's jackknife. hair flip? Yeah, jackknife. I've only got, I guess I can only have five strains or five products that have only got five moves. So That's right. That's right. The Wrecker, Josh Price, man, 22 minutes into Click This Podcast. I'm hooked mainly from the news and political talk than anything. Definitely will be subscribing. How do you like that? Welcome to my nightmare tonight, baby. Josh Price. Now, you guys also, we asked you to cast. We did the casting of I the, saw uh, some really good ones. Yes, the, the one that you sent me that 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 had the actual uh, turn the page, like the music and everything. That was that was our own Dom, I believe. Was did it that? Was yeah. that not Dom, or was yeah. that a fan? That was you, man. He did. I, I like the Robert the Robert Mitchum because I was trying to get Robert Mitchum in there anywhere. And then the fact that Robert Mitchum came in was just that was it's some of the fan castings of the click. Let's see, Adam Wilson had Nash. Chris Hemsworth, a uh, hall he had Al Pacino, HBK was Jason Muse, Triple H was Liam Neeson, X Pac was Steve Lemmy. Is that how I pronounce that? Lemmy, 
Art minus me sent in theirs. Uh, Nash was uh, uh, Jason Momoa. X-Pac. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Michaels was Zac Efron. Hall. Henry Cavill. Hunter. Heath Ledger. And then a bonus. They did Vince as uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Eric Bischoff, Jeremy Renner. John went full comedy. Um, uh, Nash, Will Ferrell, Hall, Adam Sandler, Pac, Rob Schneider, HBK, David Spade, Triple H was Jeff Daniels. I like that. Salvatore sent in his. He did the Wes Anderson verse version. So. Uh, casting from the West Anderson films, Seymour Cassell as Vince, Harvey Keitel as Hall, Adrian Brody as Waltman, Owen Wilson as HBK, Bill Murray as Nash. How about that? Oh, lost in translation. You know what? It might be that your your sardonic sense of humor. That may be it. I see that. You know, Bill Murray's do that shit where he'd show up at like someone's bachelor party, fucking like randomly, or or it's like a frat party. You want to hear a great Bill Murray story? Yeah. Buddy of mine's a writer and a producer, and he meets Bill Murray, and uh, they set up a, a meeting for, for to talk about a project that's coming up. So they they meet at a you know like I think they're on Sunset someplace, and uh, they sit down, they talk, and Murray says, "Hey, could you give me a could you give me a ride?" And he's got golf clubs with him, so this guy's like, "Yeah, sure." So he gives Murray a ride, and Murray, like, it's like a two-and-a-half-hour drive to where Murray's playing. And this guy's, you know, just drives Murray, drops him off. He's all right, thanks. And uh, so, he, you know, they, they go over the specifics, like, like how many days he's going to shoot, what day he's going to be there, blah, 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 blah. So he doesn't hear another word from Bill Murray. He try, reaches out a couple of times, doesn't hear anything, doesn't hear anything. So first day on set, they, they, they're, they're getting ready for the, 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 the uh, production to start. Bill Murray shows up. The guy's like, geez, I, Bill, what are you doing here? He goes, you've offered me the part. So we never got back to me. He goes, I told you I'd do it when we were sitting there before we went to the golf course. And Murray did it. No agents, no contracts, nothing. Just, just fucking showed up. Now, what about the actor that he cast in Bill Murray's part? Who hey, got Bill sick? Murray. <laughs> it wasn't Kevin Nash, thankfully. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I could have sat and smoked a bowl with Bill. That would have been cool. Guys, we hear you all. I just want to let you know. We read your stuff. We see it. We discard most of it. But we hear you. So next week... The Bunkhouse Stampede. Oh. It's, it's been long enough. What was the Bunkhouse Stampede? Why was it? Where was it? Who was it? Put on your boots. Fasten your buckles. Marry your cousin. It's the effing Bunkhouse Stampede next week. Shit, tape your fists. Goddamn. We'll cover that. Listen, I'm doing... This is either going to be... What do they call them? Megacasts, I'm seeing, uh, uh, like, is a thing now? The megacast, when they, they look like the Kevin Nash megacast, where they talk about you for eight hours. We're going to do the mega... The Bunkhouse Stampede megacast, 12 hours or 90 minutes, whatever comes first. Um, That'll be next week. Brought to you by, by Cecil D. Peter Mills. Exactly. Ten Commandments style. 
what uh, yeah let, we'll, we'll do maybe, maybe we'll do production for this maybe we should come in regalia of some kind let, wear whatever you want to the podcast how about that kev all right all right god damn god damn i gotta tape my fist fuck fuck i might get color get that would be the the first fucking gig on a podcast ever that would be tremendous i'm sure flair zippered himself no like in the middle of a in the middle of one of his podcasts, I'm sure he's fucking hard weighed. I've seen him a couple of times on the road, and he's just all, he's always just got busted open you know, exactly in a bar or something, you know. Hard way himself on the mic. What was your deal with the Rock? I saw I, I saw something on Twitter from uh, Glenn Gilberti uh, Disco, and on his show he was talking about. I think it was called like the the clickbait was uh, no pun intended. That's got to be a shirt, man, right? Clickbait. Yeah. Um, he uh, he was saying that you apologized to The Rock on Twitter for being a dick back in 2002. Would this be accurate? I was a dick for a lot longer than 2002. I just... Well, well to Rocky. Yeah. No, I, I... Yeah, I was a dick to him. Specifically was, to him or just to everybody? No, no, it was it was it was, it was a segment that kind of like the, we were we were kind of caught with our pants down because we came in and Vince had us like apologizing, trying to to fit in with the, the WWE, and he called he came in and uh, uh, just you know it's not like Rock can't fucking bury you if he wants to, and mm. we're in a position where we're not allowed to say anything really uh, derogatory, and he said, "Oh, big daddy bitch," he went bah, bah. And then the, the next day we were putting a match together and we're going around and he says, okay, what Kevin, you know, we want to do there. And Rock, Rock says, hold on. What, what one thing, what, what thing do you want to do right there? I said, well, fuck, I wanted a lot more than one fucking thing, but he was just fucking with me. And then I was just in turn, just became a dick. Right. But I think it was, it, it was, we saw each other, uh, uh, he had sent St. Andreas coming out at the same time that, uh, that I, I was involved with the Magic Mike uh, XXL project, and we got a second to catch up at uh, Caesar's Palace. They uh, uh, had a deal there. Ch- Charlize Theron was there for the uh, the Mad Max film. Is and, she rather uh, beautiful in person? Yeah, she really is. She, but you know what, man? She's got some some. She's got some hooves on her body. She's got, yeah, what? she's some got some. She got some beat up toes. Oh yeah, see that's that's disappointing. That's one of those things you never you never get to see until it's too fucking yeah, late. She's got sincere to me. Not that it, you know, not that I, 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 she was the Russian girl. I was the Russian judge. I didn't take any points away. Right. Wouldn't it wouldn't have dissuaded you? Was she a dancer? Maybe because a lot of times the ballerinas' feet are are, are fucked up from she's doing not, points. She's South African. Uh, I, they I, dance I, too. Yeah, I, I think she, I, she's also a, like a large, you know, taller girl. Maybe they didn't have cash. Like I know that, uh, like Shaq's feet are like horrendous just because they couldn't. Well, fuck, they didn't make size ninety threes, but mm-hmm. you know they just, you know, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't, you know, find shoes for. Them. Maybe she just, or she, she could have been you know, one of those girls that wears like wears heels a lot. If you wear heels a lot, man, it's like you might as well be a dancer. It's gonna fuck your, uh, but uh. Actually, uh, as I think about it, I think she we we spoke that afternoon. I think she did tell me that she was a a ballet dancer as a child. Yeah, see, um, <laughs> pulled that out of fucking I don't know. Where. Oh, you did. Oh, you dick. 
You know, uh, we were talking a little bit this week, and you know, more and more as the investigation into the Uvalde shooting, um, the more we watch, you know, a lot of times you see something, a headline, a tragedy. We we make a lot of assumptions at first, and then over time, maybe it's mitigated. Maybe our opinions are changed. The more they look into this, the more of a fucking train wreck it's become. The more video that comes out, the more photos that come out. I mean, you could spend a night reliving this, going over just the abundance of stuff that's come out, the more they look into it. Now, it's kind of, it's interestingly balanced this week. With the uh, was it Indianapolis the shooter in Indianapolis? Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's so you you have on one hand you have uh, a school shooting uh, that has uh, three hundred and seventy plus armed uh, personnel to show up to it, which is actually more than they had at the garrison that defended the Alamo. So you've got that situation, and then you got some whack job that for some reason. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com goes to a mall uh, in suburban Indianapolis, sits in the bathroom. I think he listened to click this and, and got one. But uh, if he would have rubbed one out, probably. Yeah, he might have he got that last rub. Uh, but anyway, he, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm glad because that motherfucker went out. He, he shot the first person he saw, then he shot a, a young couple, fired a couple other rounds, and there was a 22-year-old with a... Uh, a concealed that was absolutely lawful, and uh, the twenty-two-year-old uh, didn't have toxic shock. Just as fucking, just I think he fired six times and the fucking and, and killed the motherfucker. So yeah, and the kid had he apparently had no military training, right? No, no, no law enforcement training. Just an amazing shot. So yeah, and, and that's the whole thing, you know, with 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 these uh, these school shootings is. We've all heard everything that's went on. It was, you know, it was the, 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 the Rob Elementary School thing. It was a fucking shit show from start to finish. Um, but there are the, some specifics that they don't get into that for me, I wanted to know. So I just, I tried to find if you could pull up, we have a, a photograph of some officers that, are, okay. Now that's the, the, the basic, uh, landscape of the hallway that they're going up and down so they were not low crawling when the first three officers came came through there 
And I, what I've heard is uh, classrooms 111 and 112 uh, were adjoining. So they were, they were seen. And if, if you, if you, yeah, and if, if, if you can look at that, you can tell that that's not, we all went to fucking schools where they have cinder block walls. Those aren't cinder block walls. That looks like to me like probably aluminum framing with some drywall. So those rounds were zipping right through there. Yeah, that right there. So yeah, yeah that that's definitely not, not block. That's, no, that's not block. So, you know, from a standpoint of those first three guys, okay, they're, they're, you have to have a, a uh, you have to have a, a command situation. And I, I, I actually pulled this from, uh, from, uh, Wikipedia. I'm going to read this so I don't fuck it up here, but it just says, uh, Command and control is a set of organizational and technical attributes and processes that employs human, physical, and information resources to solve problems and accomplish missions. That's military fucking talk for guess what, motherfuckers? You did you, you, you before you do anything, access the situation. They didn't access the situation. Nobody went outside to see. Can we? Can I get it? If he, if he, if he walked up and shot at the school through the windows, obviously the, the one side of the school mimics the other. It's not like they architecturally decided to fucking, you know, yeah, this, the, 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 those sides, they, they match. So you can see there's clearly three windows on that side, on the other side, as there is in, the, in that one. And, um, somebody could have, I mean, there's brick underneath that. So you can definitely crawl. You're not. It's like you've got to double, you know, you've got to do a flank. There, there is policy in place or procedure, I should say, in place, from what I understand, uh, where if there's an active shooter in the school, priority priority one is neutralizing him. Right. It's not like you take your family hostage in a house and they circle, they try when Redondo, to negotiate. When Redondo made the first decision, he just, he made the decision that it was a barricade, which was the wrong call. It was, it was an active shooter. Correct. So right. in a barricade situation, you take your time and it's more methodical. And an active shooter, it's killed the shooter at, at all costs. Once the rounds go off, it, it changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I have some experience in um, in uh, active shooter drills in schools. And, um, yeah, it's uh, when you have the lives of X amount of children and it's and it's happening. It's it's not the it's not the barricade situation when it's happening. Yeah. You got to get to them at all costs now. We were also talking about if there, if that was a fire, right, right. Fucking firemen would have been if they, if they couldn't get to the door, those fucking windows would have been busted out. It came through the fucking ceiling or whatever the fuck it would have took. Absolutely, and it and it shocked me that maybe I'm just a bad order taker. I wouldn't be a good police officer or soldier, but nobody broke rank and went. Who the fuck is making this call? After after hearing ten bullets and and uh, 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 t- ten rounds go off and uh, and the screams, I would have broke rank and kicked the fucking door down. I, I probably would have. I know, I, and I don't want to be a fucking uh, uh, the, the the Monday armchair quarterback. You know, I mean, the situation that the, that those three fir- the first three guys went in. I mean, 
Yeah, but 77 minutes. Wasn't it 70 some, minutes? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 at some point, God, man. So, and, they, and, it, and I find out they had tear gas. They had masks. I mean, you're going to tell me that you, you lob a couple of tear gas uh, rounds in those rooms? That that guy's, I mean, he's all of a sudden, man, he's, it's not like the guy was a, a trained soldier of fortune. Like nine out of 10 times, these guys are, are, have never fired the weapon. This is their, their first time of firing the weapon. So it's just like, I, I don't know. I mean, me personally, if I send my kid to school and you use tear gas to make sure that he doesn't take an AR round. I'm okay with it. Yeah. And I, like, I, 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 I these fucking AR-15s are going nowhere. This is going to be something we're going to be dealing with for a long time. So we need to put together, you know, is there a data bank at each fucking uh, school system that has schematics, drawings, some kind of a, so they can put that, pull it up on a laptop. It would be secure. Pull it up on a laptop. This, in that, uh, Rob Elementary, that was, that was rooms 111 and 112. We got it. We got an active shooter, 111, 112. Everybody fucking is on the same page. Now you've got radio situations there. You've got 25 different fucking, uh, agencies on 45 different guess what? Yeah. yeah you, you've got, you've, you've immediately have to realize if you've got that problem, you've got to go to a, a different means. It sure is funny how they can get that fucking Amber alert out to everybody's cell phone. So if you can't fucking have that same system there with that, that, that gives information, everybody's got a fucking smartphone, you know, it's just, yeah. Like the schematic hits everybody's, uh, everybody's cool. phone at the same time Absolutely. from a central location. Yeah. You know, because I, I, I so give me a fucking Winchester and let me go to the fucking building next door. See if I, I guarantee you the fucking guy's the tallest motherfucker in the room. Shame that kid from Indianapolis wasn't a teacher, right? Yeah. What have you shot? What have you shot? I know you own guns. What, what have you shot? What? 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 Uh, I've shot a Thompson semi, a, a Thompson, a Thompson automatic, uh, forty-five caliber. I've shot an Uzi. I've shot a Mac Ten, both a forty-five caliber and a, and a nine millimeter. I've shot an M sixteen, uh, AR fifteen. I have shot 30 odd six. Um, I like what people say. Yeah. Nash, maybe he should go out with Steve Austin and go hunting so he can, you know what? How about this? How about you just fucking lay back like at the dentist's, open your mouth, and here comes a little tea bag for you. Okay. I know my fucking weapons. Fuck you. I, 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 my buddies don't go fucking deer hunting with fucking AR-15s. Everybody else says, oh, let's see. You don't know. We shoot ch- chip, uh, fucking uh, squirrels with them. Fuck you. Who the fuck shoots a squirrel? What's left if you yeah, hit it with a fucking ra- yeah. I got that, motherfucker, 23 rounds later. Yeah. Uh, what did you have in the Army? What did you carry? Was it M16? A- M16. Yeah. At that point, they had... Uh, they had still had full autos, and then they switched it to uh, the three-shot burst. Oh, is that what it is now? Yeah, it's a three-shot burst. I don't. Uh, I don't I, I, I'm, I'm not special forces. I don't know what the fuck those cats got. How about the Navy SEALs, Jesse? What would they have? 
I'll tell you right now what we had in Vietnam. I had a, I had a BAR. I, I swear, I swam 33 miles across fucking Panama Canal. Everyone wants the Jesse. Write, write us for more Jesse. Maybe, maybe Kevin will maybe do a cameo for you. You want cameo? Why don't you tell me? Yeah, why don't you tell me why I'm on cameo? He'll he'll do a Jesse for you on cameo. Hit him up there. Yeah. Um, it's actually a Will Sasso. Remember Will? Yeah, he, well, uh, Will does a great. Well, I, I love Will, so I mean, I, I I steal my shit from him. I'm, I can't say I'm taking it from the governor. So that's, I, that's Will Sasso shit. He and Artie Lang must have been up for the same parts always. Will Sasso. Yeah. Will Sasso's great. You know, I was thinking back to last week, Kev, and, uh, you know, I'm having a vision. I'm going back here. I'm going back to Detroit, okay? it's There's Kev. There's Kev as a young man scampering off to the bathroom in the 800-square-foot flat in Detroit, concealing his copy of Club or maybe Jugs under his shirt. Ooh. There he is. He's in there. Doors locked. Toilet tank removed for maximum headspace. He's flipping pages, looking for that go-to pictorial, because there is not a lot of time. Time is of the essence in the Nash home. He Gaylord, Gaylord Perry's the Vaseline deal on his body, and he starts hammering. High speed. There's another opportunity for the Nash tossing off meme, if, if, you, uh, if you're so inclined. Um, but there's mom on the damn phone outside. She's cackling in the kitchen, and you can hear her. And so that's, that's interfering with the, the operation at hand, right? Sis maybe's pounding on the fucking door. She's got a date. She needs the blow dryer. Goddamn, you got to get one off under these circumstances. What can a young adult Nash do in a situation like that? How does he stay in the game? It's like an interactive video game. What do you employ? Activate Blue Chew icon, right? Uh. That's it. The Stiff One of the Week is brought to you by Blue Chew, guys. Confidence is what it's all about. And if you feel like you need a little burst, you don't have to be deficient. You don't have to be deficient. Maybe you just want a little peace of mind going into the game. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets. At a fraction of the cost. Well, can we get a bed here? Maybe, maybe give me a little. Uh, give me something a little smooth. I'm, I'm, I have to I have to bring it down a little. You, you got the. Uh, you got a little. Um, a little wham. Maybe careless whisper or something like. Um, but these tablets are in chewable form. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead. All right, be ready when the opportunity arises. The process is simple. Go sign up now at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive the prescription within days. Best part, all done online. No sitting in the doctor's office talking about your deal. Um, or like young adult Nash having mom come into the bedroom. Kevin, the pharmacy called. What prescription are you having filled? Can, can you add Uncle Jerry's gout pills to your order? Who needs this? Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. So with a little extra confidence is in your future, go to bluechew.com. And listen, we have a special deal for listeners. Kevin, like so many bookers before him, has demanded that all cocks in his area are taken care of. All cocks in the sphere taken care of. So he wants you to try Blue Chew for free. All right, use the promo code NASH at checkout. Just pay $5 so they can get you the package, okay? That's bluechew.com, promo code NASH to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for important details and safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this Stiff one. Kev? Nice. We're going to go to... You know, uh, if I would have had Blue Chew, I, I might have at least, when I blew my quad, 
had had maybe a a, a kickstand to to throw into the mix, like a tripod. Yeah, yeah. Kind of throw not down. as not as severe as I started to go. Boom, hit the kickstand. Maybe I just roll off. You know, maybe I just get a fucking I get a urethra fucking burn. If nothing else, you could have at least gotten that shot in on Bully Ray. Um, and in essence, he was such a fucking he was such a champ protecting me. I'm glad I didn't. I I need I, I needed him. Right. And, you know, and he would have he would have taken a, 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 a stiff cock to, to the midsection, maybe. Uh, had you not. <laughs> so, guys, this I'd uh, never get rid of him. You, Kev, you remember you remember wrath. You remember wrath. Yeah. WCW. A little wrath back yeah. in the day. So here's Brian Clark on on the Goldberg run as it relates to you and wrath. Stiff one of the week. They, they did the same thing, and they were building me towards Goldberg. It seemed like they were, and then they were. Maybe maybe it was weird to me, but it, I think it was the night after World War Three. Yeah. They had you do this, like, unexplicable match with Nash, and it was like, what the hell? He, yeah, he cried and had to have the belt. Uh. Because he beat me, and then he beat Goldberg. The thing was, oh, I've got to beat two undefeated guys. So he beat me, and then he beat Bill. And, you know, he killed off he killed off my steam, but he also killed off Bill's steam, and then he also killed off the angle for me going to, to work against Goldberg. So, again, you know, the self-serving... You know, that's just uh, the big goof just trying to get his way, you know. And he did, unfortunately. That was the big goof trying to get his way, Kev. Yeah, because beating him and then beating Goldberg made the finger poke of doom that much more effective. Because <laughs> that's, I wanted the belt. I wanted the belt so fucking bad that I would do anything to get it including the finger poke of doom six days later, because I was all about beating fucking people and, and ruining streaks. That's what I was about. Can't you fucking say that? God damn you. What a fucking, you know what? Number one, fuck you. All the, he, he, you're irrelevant. I'm irrelevant. We don't work anymore. He was, Brian's a good fucking guy. He and I sat down in Jody Hamilton's fucking ring in a, in a half a Quonset hut in a boxing ring. And Jody had him and I giving each other fucking running fucking, uh, leg scissor takeovers. He's like six, seven. I'm six, ten. We both did it. We didn't fucking complain. Like we basically broke in together. I did not. <laughs> no, no, I just won World War three. I'm going against Goldberg anyway. So what does it matter if I beat him? I'm like that's the that's the match. It's like winning the Royal Rumble. I'm going to WrestleMania. I didn't need the. the I don't know what who he fucking pissed off. Wasn't I mean? I, I, you watch the match, fucking. I don't. I don't remember fucking me jumping up like I fucking uh, did anything special. Was Wrath in line to uh, to unseat Goldberg? No. Mm-hmm. Just checking. For, for full disclosure, I think that was from uh, um, Vince Russo's uh, podcast. And uh, I wanted it. I needed it. All right, Florida man or Jersey guy? Let's get this before we head to Hollywood with Kevin Nash. That's today's main topic. Um, I'm going to read you two headlines. One now, another thing I want to point out here. Apparently, I didn't know this. Adam Carolla, 
did a similar thing back in the day. Can anyone confirm this? Uh, Dom, Steve, anyone with me? I, I saw I saw comments on there like like uh, oh you, you're ripping off Adam Carolla. I guess this, this is a bit he did about it wasn't a bit about Jersey that didn't make sense. It was a bit of Florida or something. I don't know. Well, if he did it, I, I never heard. Does that mean we can't have any any talk about sex because it wasn't he with Doctor Drew for like thirty nine years talking sex? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, anything we can't do that either. Uh, anything that's done. Jesus. They don't want to see. No more sunset f- flip finishes. Uh, no more submissions. Um, all right. First item. Candidate for U.S. Senate admits to sacrificing goat and drinking its blood. Second headline. Daycare workers charged with running a toddler fight club. I'm going to go with... Uh political landscape in florida i'm gonna say that the uh that 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 the florida first one was a florida man and the uh the fight club would definitely be it's got that jersey feel you're absolutely correct uh let's go to uh, tallahassee two years ago augustus soul invictus walked from central florida to the Mojave Desert and spent a week fasting and praying, at times thinking he wouldn't survive, in a pagan ritual to give thanks. When he returned home, he killed a goat and drank its blood. Now he's a candidate for U.S. Senate. The story's coming back to bite him. And you know that guy will not go down on his wife while she menstruates. Right, but but a goat. A goat, not know. a problem. Yeah, she's far too clean. This, yeah. is, this is old. This is 2015. So he, he is not running for uh, for Senate currently. Uh, lest anyone worry. And then, uh, yes, in New Jersey. Too bad. (laughs) Lightbridge Academy. Two employees at a New Jersey daycare center instigated fight club-style brawls between the toddlers and shared the footage of the pint-sized pugilists on Snapchat, prosecutors said Tuesday. Erica Kenny and Shanice White were criminally charged for allegedly staging tussles between kids ages four to six at Lightbridge Academy in Cranford. Cranford's a nice town, too. Yeah, but once Tyler Durden fucking stops by, it fucks up the whole schematic. Yeah. The Christmas countdown's on at JCPenney. Through Saturday, use your coupon and dash away with very merry savings on last-minute gifts across the store. Like fine jewelry stocking stuffers up to 70% off after coupon. And save up to 50% on comfy, stylish outerwear for the whole fam. Add curbside pickup to make your trip extra quick. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers good on select items through 1224. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. If someone relies on you financially, your spouse, your child, anyone, life insurance gives you the peace of mind that they'll have a financial cushion if something ever happens to you. By making it easy to compare your options from top companies, Goliath Life helps make sure you're not paying a penny more than you have to for the life insurance coverage you need to protect those you love. At GoliathLife.com, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. The process is fast and easy with no hidden fees, upsells, or hassles. Goliath Life is your one-stop shop to find the life insurance you need at the right price. Head to GoliathLife.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's GoliathLife.com. All right, coming back. 
Click this. Big Sexy Hollywood is what we're talking about this week, baby. We've dropped allusions to your films in the last few weeks, your your television projects, your movies. So we figured, well, let's spend an episode going through these. They must Each production must be chock full of anecdotal stuff. Some half of this stuff I I had to look up I I hadn't heard but then I was impressed half of it I'll pro- half of it I'll probably fucking have no, re- <laughs> no remember that's so true the 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 fucking ninety percent of the voice stuff that I've done I'll somebody will make reference to or I'll see it on a on a statement I'm like I did that so let's the go voice uh, of Seika let me ask let me ask you well because I'm eleven soft. <laughs> Let me ask you first. Your first credit I have that I see is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. The of course Correct. the secret of the ooze in ninety one. Um, now that, are you that's, doing? That's, that's Mrs. Nash. What's that? Yes. See this. That's, that's oh, that, my oh wife. there you are. Look at that. That's me and my wife. She Excellent. was on set. Were you married at the time? Yeah. Yes, yeah, ninety one. Yeah. Recently married though, no? Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Um, what were you in the ring? What were you, were you Oz yet? Or were you still doing the steel no, and the I was, master I was, blasters? I, I think I was actually underneath a hood. It's like Dr. X or some shit. I was wearing, uh, flares, black scorpion, red mask with the black scorpion on it. I was wearing that. He left it after that pay-per-view. He left it in the locker room and I, I, I kept it. And I started wearing it as my hair grew back. That that uniform's having its last match in two weeks. I just want to let you know that the the Red Scorpion's last match. Um, so how do you get the call? How do you get the call for this? This is ins- this is insane. So I'm in. Let me fix this here. I'm in uh, Greensboro, uh, North Carolina, and I'm walking out of the uh, out of the ring, and I hear somebody yelling, "Nash, Nash." And this is, you know, this is before internet and all that shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I look, there's these two guys over there. And one of them's got a card in his hand. So I walk over. This is Carico Studios. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. The guy says, hey, would you be interested in playing a Super Shredder on the Ninja Turtles movie? And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. I said, like, yeah, I'm looking at it. It's a card. I mean, you know. I said, okay. He goes, he goes, is there any way we could do a, a head mold of you right now? I'm like, what? <laughs> right there. I mean, they wanted to. I, I went to a Holiday Inn. They stuck two fucking straws up my nose and did a, a fucking uh, uh, cast of my head. So I, no, no read, no audition, nothing. Nothing. Guy came up to you at a at a wrestling show. What I heard was that Kevin Paul, I believe that's his name, whoever played the Predator, whoever played Harry and Henderson's, um, uh, he he passed, and they had already started making this the the Super Shredder costume, and they needed somebody that was close to seven feet. 
And at that point, they had me listed as seven feet. So when they saw me on TV, they saw I was coming in the area. So they sent those guys out to look at me. So that's crazy. I what made, the- I made, I was on set for, this is back when they used to bring you on set, like for the, like you had like two scenes and they bring you on set for fucking, you know, like a month. Yeah. You know, and, uh, so I was on set for, I made more money doing Ninja Turtles than I did wrestling my first year. Wow. Counting residuals or, or your first check? No, my, just my, just my, my payment for t- time in, uh, time on set. What other wrestlers would have made good actors? I mean, everyone's charismatic, right? If you're, if you're in this day and age where TV is what it's all about, they, you have to be charismatic to be a successful wrestler. But who do you think could have done like some hardcore acting? I think Raven could have done it. Um, trying to think about people that, uh, It's such, a, it's, it's, it's such a weird call because it's like, you, you, you never know, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, there's a lot of people that say like, oh, I could be an actor. And it's just like, well, bitch, you can't fucking remember fucking a line. You're brain dead. <laughs> you know, you you really have to be prepared when you get out there and fucking, you know, you better know where you're, if they stop and say, okay, start here. And you, it's, it's like, you can't go uh, A, B, C, D, F, G, L, M, Q, R, S, T. You just got to go ST. You got to write from there because that's where they want you from. So you got 55 people standing around and you're very aware that yeah. everybody, even though you, you block it all out, you're just, you're looking at who you're looking at. Right. But you are so aware. Or I always was anyway. I, I, maybe it speaks to my weakness, but I was always very aware. There were 55 fucking people wanting to move to the next fucking setup to get the hell out of there. At, at every single moment. I've actually learned as I've done more and more stuff to just really take, I mean, I, I, I enjoy it. Like to me, it's like every time that I'm on set, like when they say, when they rat me, I always walk around, whatever, you know, whatever the set is or whatever the situation is and just kind of absorb it because in that industry, that could be it. That could be your last time you ever walk in front of a camera. And, uh, so I, I, I really, uh, have, like, I love the process. Um, I love the sitting around and waiting and, and getting to know f- different actors. Who do you hang with? I, I always, I never hung with actors. I always like the teamsters. I always thought were the coolest. Teamsters like, are always great guys. I mean, yeah. you, you're always going to end up like being friends with a boom guy, you know, cause he's, he's like, you know, he's, especially when you're six ten because the, the boom's next to Nash's goddamn head. He's like, well, fuck, man. I'm like, oh, my deltoids are on fire. I was going to say, you can't yeah, go much Yeah, he's higher. like, fuck, man. You're killing me, Nash. I'm like, sorry, dude. <clears throat> How, you, know, well, you know who I think would have been a good actor? Can you, give me, can you give me a little Pat Patterson as Travis Bickle in Taxi Driver? Give me a little you talking to me. Good, please. Hey. Are you? Hey, Banana. Hey, you. Are you talking to me? Motherfucking tabernacle! I tell you right now, you don't talk to me. Very I talk good. to you, you, you son of a bitch, Very fucking good. guy. 
How about cor- I, I, I'm going to do a little cornet as Hamlet, okay? All to right. be or not to motherfucking be, that's a goddamn question. Whether it's to tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or take seas again, take arms against the sea of troubles and by opposing end them. To sleep or chance to dream, there's the motherfucking rub. For in the wake of sleep, what dreams might come? That's all I remember from it. But like there's, the, a little, there's a little. I like uh, your dinero you did the other day. Last episode. Was I sleeping? I liked it. Um, I just watched. I just watched Limitless and then I popped. What's because, that? Well, I was watching Limitless the other day and I popped because they, De Niro makes that exact same face the first time he gets uh, Bradley Cooper in the back of the fucking my buck. De Niro makes that face in everything. All right, let's begin. Let's begin the projects here. So, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now I'm going to move into. Oh, you know what else I noticed? It was the Secret of the Ooze. Was it? Was it the uh, the Secret of the Ooze? Right. You played Oz in the ring. And then you were on Razor's DVD, which was called Oozing Machismo. So you were Ooze and Oz for the first few years of your of your career. Yes. Oh, there's your yes. IMDb right there. Um, Swamp Thing. Talk a little Swamp Thing. This was the TV series. Me and Giant Gonzalez is Mayan gods. Quickso? You were Quickso, weren't you? Yeah. Say that 11 dozen times. So were you, you were falling into like the green mutant. Uh, it's a good thing you didn't get uh, a typecast in there, but you could have very easily fallen into the, like the green mutant creature uh, typecasting with the first two films. Where'd they do that, Swamp Thing? California? Swamp, no, Swamp Thing was where, where they were actually doing uh, studio work out of Universal down in Florida. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Super, what the hell was Super Force for God's sake? Super sakes? Force was a show, um, uh, just a syndicated show. I played the Petey Bog Man. They found me in a, uh, uh, inside of a tree. And I did two episodes and they, I, they actually, uh, had the, uh, one scene they had me trapped in an alleyway and they, uh, let the dogs go on me. So I had the, the mitts, you know, the, 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 arm gimmicks and they uh i got hit by two two uh, sh- shepherds so you had it you had to wear it on the set just in case they they nipped no they did they came i had one on each arm oh you yeah. know anything that comes out of a tree is over by the way i just want you to know that yeah. um so, now sabrina the teenage witch i didn't know this you were the giant in that now yeah yeah that's what i wish i could have played over because they they, they didn't really give me good direction like I should have came out because I'm kind of like really. I should have came out and like I was like rah rah rah, and she would said ah. I said, and I should have said like in a British voice like oh I'm sorry, like I should have just changed it up and showed my range there. But would you, would you have gone into business for yourself like that? Yeah, absolutely. I was I, I got thirty five k. I was there for four hours. That's what fucking people, that's what, that's what the industry used to pay. I know. I got $35,000 for like four four hours work. That's like 13 weeks in Vancouver right now. <laughs> uh, family plan. Jackhammer, man. I got a couple of lines with, uh, with, with, uh, Mr. Ryan out. Uh, they shot that in Phoenix and somehow, got to hold me. I don't know how. And I, they said, do you want to do this? It was a one day, one and off. And I said, it was funny. Cause like two and a half years later, it played on Delta. 
And all the boys were like, were you in some fucking movies of Jackhammer guys? I'm like, yeah, 11 soft. You, you, you didn't do Jackhammer. <laughs> you, you didn't do any, uh, you didn't have any scenes with uh, Leslie Nielsen, did you? No, no. Judge I was tall enough. Yeah. I was tall enough to see in his trailer. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Nikki, this is the TV series, right? Don't miss Love Boat. Wait, go go down. You did Love Boat. Yeah. This was that. Was this Love? This was the and, redo. Yeah, it was me and me and Goldberg played like we were tag team partners, and he was he was getting married, and I was upset with him, and. He he spears me at the end into the uh, swimming pool on the uh, on the boat. We have like a, a fight. Was, was any, were any of the originals in? No, it was Robert Urich. Um, God, what was it? It was a really pretty lady that was on. Was that? Was, she would have been like she, she was a regular. Robert Urich. Uh, oh, Joan Severin. There she is, Joan. Joan Severance, okay. Yeah, she was in uh, Hogan's movie that... Uh, oh, yes, she was. Yeah. She has those light eyes, right? Doesn't she yeah, have those really light eyes? She's a, she's a pretty lady. No Holds Barred, I think, is the film yes, you're referring yes. to. Yeah. Um, now, Love Boat, were any of the originals uh, in Love Boat with you? Like, uh, I don't... I don't I, I, no, I don't, I don't remember that. Gavin McLeod? So. No. Because um, Robert, Robert Urich, uh, Dantana, was our, our captain. Oh, yeah. They replaced Gavin McLeod. I, no kidding aside, I actually watched. I actually put on Love Boat on. It's on Paramount Plus. So for mindless entertainment, at the end of the night, my wife and I will put on episodes of Love Boat. So you're very over with me right now for ever doing Love Boat. Question: Was it on a set or on a boat? Set. Okay. Because they mixed them up back in the day, you know. Robert Urich was really kind. He came to me uh, like halfway through the week and sat down and had lunch with me. And he said, you know, he says you should really look into this. He says, you've really got good comedic timing. And I thought like, wow, man, that was like, like that was, that was kind of nice. That Thanks was nice. For- but, but could you think of anyone with, with less comedy experience than Robert Urich? But he was actually, he was actually like funny on that show. Was he? Yeah. See, I, I- I see Vegas. Where else am I going? Vegas. What else? Robert Urich, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Who, who would have known? It's yeah. Gilbert Gottfried, Robert Urich, right under him. Um, yeah. um, so Nikki? now we can do Nikki. Yeah. Played a gay wrestler. The Big Easy. Yippee. With Nikki, Nikki Cox, who was. Uh, so you didn't time. have to act, in other words. No, not at all. Um, now Punisher, let's get to, let's do a little Punisher right now. I, I saw a, uh, um, a behind the scenes video. It's available on YouTube. If you guys want to search it, it's kind of extensive. They, they are, you're doing a fight scene. You're breaking down a door and, uh, you guys are choreographing the, uh, the fight when you have to do that, when you have to, cause obviously in your career, you're a wrestler. So they figure, okay, you know. Kevin can throw actors around. Are you working with the, you're probably doing your own stuff, but is the actor. Thomas did everything. Okay. Except we did not. We, we both did everything except roll down the stairs. You both oh, and did. W- and w- when I hit him with the toilet, when I hit him through the, with the toilet, that was a stunt guy. Cause they had him on a wink, a winch and they pulled him up too low. Actually. And knocked the, knocked the fuck out of the stunt guy. 
but Thomas Thomas run ran like there's a scene where I pick him up and I I, I it like there's a breakaway and the camera angle is now shooting down the hallway and Thomas like goes uh, through the drywall across the hall and into a brick wall, which is an actual brick wall that they had uh, built. And Thomas hit it so hard. He broke some of the brick off it. Wow. And he was fucking out cold. I dragged him up the fucking up to the camera by the, like by his belt. I dragged him like a suitcase and I fucking like dropped him at the at the director's feet. Kind of said like he's out. Why do the you funniest think thing? Is, the funniest thing is anytime you do anything in uh, and like especially when it, it's like a, a a very big money film and like you're just there for four or five days and this guy's got sixty more days to fucking shoot. You know now it would be thirty, but uh. They always come over and they like, uh, you do realize that, uh, if Thomas gets hurt, we could shut down and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, like, see, like what we do, like, we don't really kill each other every night, you stupid fuck, because we got another town to go to also. So, uh, like, the guy that was the stunt coordinator and the fight coordinator, He's just like, he was going on and on about some different shit. I said, I said how, how many of these have you done? He's like, you know, like 17. I said, yeah, I've did, I'm done 24 fucking half hour matches this, you know, this said, fucking month. That was this month. month. Yeah. Like, I think I, I think I fucking got this. So. The Longest Yard. Now, were you a fan of the original? Yes. Yes. Here's 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 the tidbit on that. So the original the original script, um, Inglehart, my character, has one line: "Who drank all the damn damn Gatorade?" That's it. Only line. And the rest of it was all improv by me. Oh, really? Did they decide? on the set to do that or were you told that you'd have to come up with more no they they just would they did do another take and then when they did they did the, the, another take i'd always throw something out and then it got to the point where uh pete siegel was the uh was the director and pete was just like every time i was in the scene he'd go like okay nash you, you got anything i'd be like yeah I'll, I'll, I'll come with something and i'd throw another one out so uh if you ever if you ever like watch the deleted scenes because I'm in I'm in that movie a lot, and uh, the, uh, the I think of the, the deleted scenes I'm in four of the six that that just barely made it. So that's um that's your that's your wrestling background with all that improv right being able to, yeah to talk well, that's just that's anything though I mean if, if you allow a wrestler in a room he's gonna fucking steal it right. Yeah, he's going to get over. Grandma's boy. You were mover number two. Yep. Yeah. I call classic. Okay. Was that the horror film? No. What was the horror film? No, it's, it's, a, it's a weed. It's a weed. Uh, it's a, a cannabis driven story. Uh, Covert uh, lives with his, uh, I think it's his aunt. And uh, it's, it's a video game. It's just a. 
it's a cult classic. I mean, it's just one of those movies, man. When you when you watch it, you're like, wow, that's 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 a good movie. The paycheck cleared. That's all that matters. Yeah. Plus, the, I got to I got to do my scene with Rob Schneider. Robbie, Rob Rob Schneider's in my scene, so I got to. And he didn't say you can do it. He was fucking a. He was a Russian guy. Funny in real life, Mister Schneider. Yeah, always. Yeah. All those guys, Spade, like that. Like when we had our halfway through that, like all of Sandler's buddies came and uh, Adams, the fucking Adams. Uh, uh, this is how. This is how uh, the, the kind of guy Adam is. So it's the first day where everybody's there, and we're waiting for Adam to show up at the football field. And he shows up in a fucking red Dodge Magnum rental car. I mean, just as Dutch as it could be. And then I remember the highlight of that that whole thing was because Austin was there. Me and Austin were fucking, we were like two fucking thieves, man. We just, we were together 24-7. And uh, I think our per diem was like 68 or 74 bucks, something real low. So we we made a pact that we would not not spend over that per day. So we we would like Steve would go to the liquor store and I'd buy my wine and Steve would buy his vodka and we'd just go up and up and down the elevator and fucking refill our glasses and shit while everybody else is you know paying fucking you know top shelf fucking prices down at the bar every night. But we couldn't wait for fucking Burt Reynolds to get there because I always wanted to know if Burt Reynolds fucking hooked up with Rachel Ward. And um, who I thought was just at the, it, it, when that movie Sharky's Machine came out and she came to the door for the first time, you're just like, hold, fuck, who's that? Yeah. Like one of those Bo Derek moments, you know, when it's just like, okay, okay, that's my, that's my new go-to. So, uh, and but he has some great stories. I mean, just being around Burt and Chris Rock, I mean, what a fucking, what a crew. How how was Bert? Was he accessible? Fuck yeah. Just one of the boys. Nah. Fucking played football at, F, at FSU. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's a big Florida State. Yeah. He I mean, he's just one of the boys. DOA. Take me to DOA. Take you to China for fucking 110 days. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. That was the, the girls were amazing. Uh, Jamie uh, Presley played played my uh, daughter. She's a fucking hoot. Drinks fucking Jack Daniels, and I mean, just she's fucking. She's a. She, we had some fun. It was brutal, but Eric Roberts was on the set. Uh, it was Hot, a good time. Hottest chick off camera that you worked with? Actress, actress. On on camera, off hottest stuff because you know a lot of times you see them in real oh, life. You mean, you're like, oh, look at her toes! Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah. can't go. Who was consistent? Who was consistent from as as hot as she looked on the screen? I, Olivia Moon, that it, 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 it was in the first Magic Mike, was I thought she was a really uh, a, 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 just a gorgeous girl, like no makeup. That you know that perfect. Uh, let me think. Who else? Amber Heard. Amber was very attractive. Yeah, she was very attractive. Jada, Jada was, Jada's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know, Jada, Jada's a, a gorgeous woman. Um, let me just think who else. Craziest actress. Craziest. 
Jane, uh, my, my wife and dog is, she's, 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 she's a hoot, man. But she's such a good actress. She's just, uh, she's good. Yeah. Unstable? No, just fucking zany, you know? Come just, on, we've, we've all known actresses. Come on. Who's, who's yeah. the most unstable one? This is not a stable lot, generally. Actors, too. I'm, I'm not being misogynistic. Actors are just as fucked up. I think some of my, I had, I did two movies with Sizemore. Oh, he's a fucking, he's a wild man. He, but you know what? Number one, he's from Detroit. Oh, is he really? Is that how you got on the two? I was going to ask you, was that just coincidence that you got on those two or? No, it was a group of guys that were doing films and we just, yeah, it was a buddy of mine, Dave Gear, uh, who's a director, producer, uh, I saw also an actor. Um, he got me on. Uh, he got me on both the films. And um, it was the first night that I sat down with with Sizemore. We sat up at the bar, and he was he was wasn't drinking wine. I was drinking. I had <laughs> bought a bottle a bottle of wine, and uh, he's like, "Who are you drinking with?" I was like, by, by, by myself." He said, "You're gonna drink that whole bottle of wine?" I said, well, "At least." And uh, so we started talking 1970s NBA, and it, we we were finishing each other's sentences. It was like we were, it was like almost like you know, like stepbrothers. Mm. Hey, you want to go uh, downstairs and fucking do some karate? <laughs> you know, like the, fuck. You know the the size guys like Sizemore and Kaitel, and that's a bygone era. Those those guys that you believed. Danger, I guess, is the word. Yeah. A little bit of danger in the actor. I, think I a mean, lot of the movie stars today. Are- you look at Sizemore, and you take Saving Private Ryan and Black Hawk Down, and he fucking steals both of them. You know, it's like mm. he was on one of those celebrity rehab shows, wasn't he? Yeah, can't remember that. Yeah. Okay, let's. They get- had a. He he had his own. They had, he had like his a, own. they had a, like uh, an MTV thing where they just remember it they was just, yeah they followed Sizemore. He was he was dating fucking Heidi uh, whatever her name is the fucking Fleiss. yes um yeah it was it it was all about Sizemore it was about uh, reconstructing his uh, his yeah. deal there um listen you know we talked about stunts before. And, you know, in talking about that, chases, you know, this chases, crazy driving. You have to wonder if these productions take a little peace of mind out on those vehicles with CarShield. CarShield makes it easy and affordable to protect my car from expensive repairs. And that's just for starters. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. And it offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plans cover more parts now than ever, whether your car is 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. Let me tell you, tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic. CarShield's administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or the headaches you're taking care of. Same goes if your car breaks down. You're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through CarShield include coast-to-coast roadside assistance. CarShield administrators are there for you with rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Get coverage today. You're going to lock in your price that you get today, and it's never going up. Okay? That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs. All right? CarShield 
helps protect my wallet from expensive repairs. They're going to do the same for you. So you're going to go to carshield.com slash podcast. Start your plan. Lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. Thank you, CarShield. Um, let's get to Brothers. In uh, That's a TV show in uh, right. 2009. Yeah, it was a Fox television show with Michael Stram was, was, the, was the star. I had the blessing to uh, be on the same episode as Snoop. Oh, did you did you, did you, did you spark one? We went, our trailers. Oh uh, my god! Like, like, you, know, you, you get a full, you get a full banger, which means you get the full trailer, or you get a half banger, which means he, there's a, another cat that's got the identical, you know, identical setup on the other side. Other of the side, wall. yeah. I'm sitting in my fucking my my room, and I said, Frank, and I said, ah, man, I said. I don't know how long I'm going to be up at set. I said, let me go ahead and see if I can fucking drop a deuce. So I'm sitting in there, and the fucking vent from his bathroom is connected to mine. And all of a sudden, man, it's just like, I'm like, holy fuck. And there were two big black dudes standing outside the trailer when I walked in, and they kind of gave me a look, and they gave him a fucking nod. They gave me a nod. And then fucking later on, fucking I, you know, I, I went over and at, at, at lunchtime I knocked it, and, and I, I met Snoop a couple of times. And uh, did you get to partake? It was I would just say it was an interesting, uh, interesting show. Yeah, tell me where the bodies are buried here, man. Does does he get does he get uh, a uh, a cannabis uh, account like you have now? Not an account, a a a line. I mean, is there a Snoop cannabis line? I don't know. I'd be amazed if he's not involved. Yeah, it have to be right. Right. I mean, and RVD was in there real quick, even when yeah. it was CBD before they legalized the cannabis. He yeah. was right in there with the CBD. Um, you know what? Newest pledge, for God's sakes, uh, comes out in uh, 2010. Now, Andy Milanakis. You remember him? Yeah. He had, is he still with us? Is he alive? Yeah. Okay. I just did an a, a NFT thing with him uh, in New York City. What's it, what, what did you do? Making it? New York cryptos. Uh, New Yorker crypt, we were crypto New Yorkers. So is there an NFT of you and Andy? No, it's just, we, we each, we each have our own. Let me see if I can. I can't understand that whole fucking thing. I'm so old. I just. You oh, can explain I, I don't, it to me until you blew in the my, face. My whole thing was like I wasn't, uh, I wasn't putting any of my cash. I mean, it was just like, I mean, there were people that were paying twenty thousand dollars for these fucking NFTs. I just, I don't. I mean, just fucking light it on fire. What? What? Keep talking. I'm not doing fucking. Good. Yeah, no. I, just the NFTs for anyone that doesn't know, which means you're over fifty. Um, and here's my uh, my crypto New Yorker. I don't know if you can see that. Right, and it's what is it? It's 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 a it's my it's me. Right, it's I'm it's crypto, a digital. I'm, I'm crypto New Yorker number seven thirty three. Right, and they auction these, and you you own it in the blockchain, and but. 
I don't, I don't get it. It's repro- it's reproduce, it's instantly reproducible. What, what's the value of having the original? I just don't get it. Uh, yeah. I, I don't understand it. I, I, I understand it. I just, anything that has a non in front of it means fucking, uh, you ain't get my cash. Anything that has a non in front of it. Yeah. Non-refundable. Non- not non <laughs> non worth not worth a shit. <laughs> Andy Milanakis had a funny show on MTV back Great in show. yeah, and it yeah. was one of those like irreverent man on the street kind of crazy thing. And then he just he fell off the uh, fell off the face of the earth. But now I know what he's doing. He's fucking around with NFTs with you. Yeah, going broke. Probably. He's a sneaker freak too, man. Does he have that deal where he where he looks young all the time? Is that like a th- yeah? It's like a, a yeah, the Gary like Coleman a, type thing. Well, yeah, Gary Coleman was small. Yeah. He's is he small too? No, he's not. I mean, he's not. Uh, he's a normal sized guy. Okay. Did you smoke weed with him? Yes. Okay. Good. Um, mm. River of Darkness. Kurt Angle's with you for this now. Oh my god. So we have a scene and where this the, the these fucking three dead brothers. Sid's one of them, and it's the other guys, the cat from the uh, moth uh, uh, Mothman prophecy. So our uh, reveal is we're coming out of the river. Okay, we're we're dead. We're coming out of the river, and um, we've got this black shit all over our faces. It's like dead skin or whatever. But lo and behold, as we surface out of the river, our fucking hair is absolutely dry. And I'm like, to the director, I said, uh, would our hair not be wet? Yeah, but we only have two days to shoot it, and we don't have time to dry everybody's hair. So we're just going to work around it. Wow. I went, oh, Wow, that's okay. a commentary on uh, this. This motherfucker is going to go straight. This is going to go to the bargain basement at Walmart. Wow. So, oh, well. River, I have not seen River of Darkness, by the way. So now it's, uh, it's. I think you have to microdose some mushrooms to actually appreciate it to enjoy it. Right, I don't even. Know, I don't even think microdose. I might. You might have to do five fucking grams, but. Uh, had he seen the doll, the Nash doll, he might have opted for a wig of some kind of you coming out of the, not only dry, but that coming, coming out of the lake. I think he wanted that. That's, that was the whole fucking thing is he wanted that. He didn't want a, a, a tamed version. He wanted that fucking, I don't know. Almighty Thor is on television. Sci-fi. 2011. Sci-fi channel. Fucking Odin has a fucking Mac 10 as his weapon when he comes back to New York, dinosaurs. I play Odin. I uh, Was it one episode? Yeah, it was a, it was a made-for-television uh, movie. That oh, it was, was a TV was movie. Exclusive okay. yeah. sci-fi. Uh, Monster Brawl. Monster Brawl was kind of fun. That was a, a deal we did up. It was, Robert Mallard was in it. Uh, that, w- that was one of the oddities. That's uh, turned into a hell of an actor. 
Um, uh, RJ was in it. RJ said, I think it's RJ City is, 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 is a gimmick. Um, a buddy of mine, Rico, uh, that, that we've stayed friends since that, uh, he, he's in it. Uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's like the famous monsters of film land have a wrestling tournament. Right. Of course they do. And I play Colonel Crankshaft or Crookshanks. Crookshaft, whatever the fuck. Which is I, actually Bill Dundee's real last name. Total I wrestling. Did not mark. know that. Oh, I'm marking out right now, aren't I? Yes, Crookshanks is uh, Bill and it, it, Jamie Dundee's name. It's um, funny, as I think in retrospect about that movie, is they could have tied that son of a bitch up at the end in, in a pretty little knot. Had it been a bunkhouse match. Monster bunkhouse stampede. Maybe next week we come as our favorite uh, classic werewolf movie from the Hammer films. Okay. Back in the day. Black and white. All right. Now you hit a stretch here. You hit now 2012 is smiling upon Kevin Nash because the stretch of films now is Rock of Ages, Magic Mike, John Wick, Magic Mike 2. I mean, you hit the fucking mother load right here. This is where it all starts to happen, right? This is the big money. Well, listen, $35,000 for four days' work isn't bad either, but this is where it starts to roll in here. But it's never, it's, every time you do something, you think, okay, now it's going to go, and it just never, because of your physical size, you know, it just never fucking. What do you mean? You you couldn't become more mainstream? Or do you want to be the love interest? No, you and a regular sized woman. It's like a fucking bear raping someone. You can't be the dentist. You can't be the bank teller. You can't be just a cop. If you're a fucking detective and Denzel Washington is your fucking lead detective. Yeah. He don't want you standing behind him all fucking film. Mm. You know, so all of a sudden it becomes a situation of. No. You know. And I think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not blowing myself, but it's one thing if you're a big dude and you've got giantism and you got, you, I don't, I don't, I look like sitting down, you, I don't look like a 6'10 motherfucker right now. You know? Yeah, but I see what you're saying. I mean, there are tall actors, but 6'10, that, you're in a different realm. You're going to have to be the thing. monster. There are so many. There, there's been several times when I've went and read for a cast, for, you know, for a part. And the casting person say, I, you know, absolutely, you know, you, you crushed it. We're going to have you back for, for uh, another read. And we're going to bring, you know, some of the production people in to, to, and as soon as, like, I remember the one guy says to me, he goes, Jesus Christ. He goes, you're too fucking tall. I said, I'm 6'10", Anton, seven foot. The guy I'm playing, I'm, I'm two inches shorter. How the fuck am I too tall? Hmm. But a Hollywood, a Hollywood fucking six ten is fucking six five. Yeah, Joe, Joe uh, is, is about as big as they can. You know, he's Joe six five. Joe who? At, uh, Magliano. Oh. So it was in Magic Mike. It was right. in uh, Joe. Joe's about as you know, and, and he's a handsome motherfucker. You know, so that works. That works. You know, great for him because not, not only he's six, and he's in real good shape all the time. So, uh, God, Nash, why don't you blow him? Uh, but, uh, I was going to say, are you being paid for this? 
No, his, his fucking wife, Sophia. So, so let's all right. So let's take these. This is a this is a good time for you here. So let's take these. So, um, Rock of Ages. Now, who who do you hang with here? It's a big cast. Spent I spent a ton of time uh, with uh, uh, Giamatti, Paul Giamatti. Me and, me and Paul Giamatti fucking were we were we were buds during that. Is he as cool as he appears? I actually last night when we, when I was rapping, I I I went across the street. We were at uh, Glory Estevan's uh, studio, and my and down in Miami or whatever the fuck it was, and there was a liquor store across the street, and I, I went over there and bought a really good bottle of wine, bought two glasses and a and a corkscrew, and um, when I, I we had a break. We would shoot nights. It's probably like one o'clock in the morning, and he 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 came into my trailer. We were just talking, and I said, "Hey, man," I said, "You know what? Let's, let's fucking drink some wine." He goes, "Oh, not, never drink on a set before." <laughs> I said, "Well, okay, but you're going to drink tonight, right?" He says, "I'll have a I'll have a small glass." So I pour him just a little fucking taste. Paul's fucking it. A man of class and, and fucking sophistication. That motherfucking grape opened up in his mouth. He's just like, I said, sure, buddy. You can have a glass of wine with me. He drank one glass of wine and, you know, he really didn't have any lines after that. He was completely professional, but, uh, but no uh, weed. No, fuck. No, no weed. All right. But, um, so, uh, now Magic Mike comes up. Do they tell you right from the get-go what you're going to be doing? Yeah, Carmen, Carmen called me, who's uh, Stephen's uh, casting uh, person. Carmen, she called me and uh, just said, you know, that Stephen wanted me to uh, to be in his film. It was going Stephen to be is? Soderbergh. Soderbergh, yes. Let's and um, it was going to be uh, based on uh, Channing's... Uh, Upbringing, as he was a dancer in Tampa, Ybor City, I think, or something like that. And so we were going to do that. And I said, what am I going to play? And she said, you'll be one of the dancers. And I'm like, well, I got a bad fucking knee, man. Like, I, I've got to wear this brace to do anything. And she says, hold on. She says, you know, Steven, he's got to wear a brace. And I hear, I hear Soderbergh go, is it big and bulky? She says, is it big and bulky? I said, yeah. He goes, she goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, it'll be funnier. So that was it. Thank God too, because like Channing is is I consider him a, a very very good friend of mine. Um, Reed that that wrote the the uh, the screenplay and also played Tall Paul in the first one, and then Adam Rodriguez, um, who is like a brother now. Like just just Adam like having Adam Rodriguez in my life. Uh, makes the two Magic Mike movies just because he's like my brother. You know, he's Adam is just fucking salt of the earth, one of the best motherfuckers, beautiful wife, beautiful family. Just he's just such a. I don't even, I, I, I'll get choked up if I go any further. Yeah, calm down. 
Um, do do you? How do the guys in Hollywood? You know, you're you you're known for wrestling. I mean, you've you've got a lot of credits, and maybe by this point you were more established. But at a certain point, you're the wrestler on the set, right? How do the other actors take to you? Did they always look at you as one of them? Or was there kind of like you're coming from the outside, like when a football player is in a movie or something no, like that? No, because like at that, with in that, especially that, uh, that age difference, most of those guys grew up watching me. That's true. You know, Joe was a fan. Like, so yeah, it was, yeah. John Wick would fall into this category of a, a very big mainstream project right on the heels of, uh, of Magic Mike, right? You, you yeah, know, 2014. Like a, I mean, it's just a scene, but I mean, and nobody knew that John Wick was going to blow up, be what it was. But uh, it was so funny. I met Kiana. Uh, it's so weird doing a film in New York City because, like, the production office is, like, on the 23rd floor, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you you walk, you get, it's like some, it looks like there's some Johannesburg abandoned building, and uh, you go up to the 23rd floor, and you, you you walk along, and there's some arrows pointing here and there, yeah. and you go into fucking wardrobe, and I'm, I'm walking out of wardrobe, and I'm walking down this hallway, and the hallway's fucking long as fuck, and I see this guy, you know, the, the Russian army gimmicks, but with, with the not with the flaps down, but up, uh-huh. and he's got a, a coat on, and his, his boots are untied. It's Kiana, so he's he's walking towards me. I'm walking towards him, you know. And I don't want to be a mark, but he just he gets close up. He goes, it "Must be Francis." I said, "Yeah, I am." He goes, hey, uh, "We stopped, had just two seconds." Said, "You know, hey, got in the elevator." Next night we're shooting. It's like fucking one in the morning. We're like two blocks from the Bowery. It's like sixteen degrees below zero, and they they block me. They get me ready for the fucking shot, and they go Kiana, and this guy that kind of you know, you know, not really imposing or anything, that walked down the hallway. This motherfucker comes out. He's got a little <laughs> tiny bottle of Coca-Cola, fucking cigarette, fucking just. I'm like, Jesus, the guy, he was like, he, 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 you're talking about somebody who's just presence, just like, and it was just like, he just, he he was John fucking Wick. It was not Keanu. That was John Wick. You know, like you could just see that transformation. It was just like, at the it, all of a sudden it wasn't cold. I didn't give a fuck. It was just like, wow. I got a chance to work with Travolta, not on on, on screen, but be around him and uh, get I, your I back got, rubbed a little bit. Yeah, and I got a chance to work with Tom Cruise. I mean, there's very, I mean, fucking, uh, I put Channing up there with those guys. Absolutely, I mean, fucking, there, there's guys that are just fucking movie stars. Yeah, you know, like they just got something extra. Yeah, it's that it's that X factor, and it's the it's the cruelest thing in entertainment because it can't be manufactured. You can study all you want, and it's just the camera just loves people, yeah. and uh, like a Marilyn Monroe or or a James Dean, who you know in person were good looking, but when the camera hits them, it's it becomes impossible to take your eyes off them, and it's 
it's one of those things that's that's unfair, but it's just some people just have that. Um, you do the uh, X, XXL, right? Magic Mike. Mm-hmm. Follow up John Wick with that. Going back with the same crew. What yeah. had what had changed? Anything? Uh, McConaughey wasn't in the second one. Oh, okay. Yeah, McConaughey wasn't in the second one. How was he to hang with? Oh fuck, man! He seems like he'd be fucking. Wild. He's a great guy. We yeah. drink we drink wine every single day on set. Right. Who who could keep up with you? Of of the of this of this crew we're talking about. We talked about Sizemore. We talked about we know Giamatti's not. Um. I oh I, I know Si. I didn't. I I was told to like be chill around uh, around Sizemore. Like because of his recovery. Fuck. No, just don't instigate because, you know, I've, I've, I've been known to be called Baby Andre. I can drink fucking four or five bottles of wine in a night and get up and fucking, you know, make make, make call like it's nobody's business. Where the, everybody else is just like fucking, they wake up and they like, who hit me with a sledgehammer? Wine's very unforgiving if you fucking overdo it. Right. What, um... So so who so who in particular could could go uh, glass for glass with you? Well, the Magic Mike movies, we both like, both of those were and we were in fucking like, had to be in shape the whole time, so nobody drank. Oh, really? Right. So it would be like the la- like the last night in Myrtle Beach when we wrapped the second one. Um, we were all up till four or five o'clock, as per the Johnny Depp. Uh, Amber Heard trial would why she was out till five thirty. I have no idea, except the fucking party went that long. But, Are you uh, the only one that she had the misfortune, or you had the misfortune that she was photographed with? Because this was all just because of of the picture, right? Yeah, yeah. She took no other pictures that night at the rap party. No, I told her she not, she, she couldn't. <laughs> if you're gonna be with me, damn it, you be with me. No. Did you get any? A, did you get any professional fallout from that? You know, we're in a day and age now where it's like any anything at all in the, the entertainment is such a finicky. No, I didn't get any. Nothing. No, because I have a picture in the same fucking shirt with Jada. You know. Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah. Johnny ever reach out to you? No. Okay. Nobody Did Amber nobody, reach out to you after no, no. the trial? No. Just mention Amber's name and music plays. Yeah. That's love, baby. It's fucking TMZ. Uh, the Detroiters is a TV series. Oh, well, great show. Which fittingly had you on it. Yes. Tell me about the Detroiters. Sam Richardson and Tim Robinson. Uh, Tim was uh, was on Saturday Night Live. Um, he's got an amazingly funny uh, show that's on uh, on Netflix right now. And Sam Sam Richardson is fucking. He was the uh, the black assistant uh, that did kind of everything in Veep, and has been in everything and is just blowing the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam's having a, a really great run. Uh, 
So yeah, just those those guys, and they they kind of let me fucking do my own thing and improvise and have some fun. I got to do a little physical comedy and some. I love comedy. That's like that's my that's. I think I'm 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 the best at that. Uh, to put me in a comedic role, but then once again, you know, just like oh, that's the you want to be the six ten funny guy, right? We want to yeah. put an we want to put an axe in your hand. I'm like right. fuck, really? Wrestling's the only place where that's where that's an advantage, I guess. I guess six ten. You know what? Um, and you get to be called a big goof. Right. Because you want to break people's streaks. Right. Um, the, the, uh, the assault, that was, uh, one of the Sizemore films, yep. right? Yeah. Played Cisco. Now, Slaw, this was a parody of Saw of the horror yeah. film series, so, right? It's horrible. But you played yourself in this, no? Yeah. We were just some wrestlers at a table. The, the sad thing is, is a very, very close friend of mine, John Cap, um, was in the movie, but he also um, wrote and uh, co-produced and ended up uh, several years ago getting real close to getting a, a spot on a Marvel movie. And it was like they just kept calling for his, his agent for availability. And that's the worst thing on earth. You know, I did, they did that with me with that cable, the uh, Deadpool 2. They kept calling my agency and saying, you know, is, is, we're, we're calling from Deadpool on uh, availability on Kevin Nash for these dates, for, for these dates, for these dates, for these dates. And as long as they keep calling for availability, you've already done your read. So, like, you you figure you're in the mix and you keep thinking, like, this is going to be it. Like, if I would have got cable, then I, I think I would have fucking, then I'd have been in the Marvel Universe. And fucking, not, now you're in eight movies. So what happens? They call for your availability. It- your agent gives it to them, and and then what? And then they fucking put Br- uh, Brolin in it. All right. So, so it, it wasn't I a conflict. Think, it wasn't a conflict. No, it, they just went a different direction. Right. And I actually, I actually find it funny, uh, because if you ever watch the Deadpool two, he he's talking. He gets his band of fucking uh, rejects together. And he says, you got to watch out for cable. And he does, he's got, he's, he's drawn. He puts this stick figure. He goes, and he puts like a line over the top and it puts the line down. He goes, nowhere near the size of the guy in the comic books, much smaller. <laughs> Cause I, you know, I think, I think I, for some reason, I think Ryan kind of wanted me just to, 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 I don't know why I just had a feeling that he pushed to get me that spot. And if, if you did, I, I I drink aviator gin and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> what is living the dream? Living the dream was a British uh, sitcom that we shot in Savannah, Georgia. It was a British couple sight unseen by a trailer park in Kissimmee, Florida, and has two uh, has a senior and a sophomore uh, child. And the fucking hijinks that, that ensue. Uh, yes. Well, so. you're 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 a fan of comedy, so yeah, you have your opportunity. Blood Circus, for God's sakes. Another uh, Sizemore. Sizemore again. Yes, I think Sizemore kills me. Which the horror film that I'm thinking of? The Manor. The Manor. Yeah. 
You're Reverend Thomas, for Christ's sake, aren't you? Are you the bad guy in this? No. No, I fucking it was a one-day shoot. I'm on the fucking cover of the... Tell me, I don't... It's like Clippers. I'm on the cover of Clippers and, and on the fucking DVD cover of Clippers and a fucking outfit that I get like a leather jacket and a fucking revolt, like a chrome revolt. It's like some photoshopped badass picture of me that's not me. It's just my face. And they... It... And you only did one day on it, and they put you on the I box? I did one day on both. Right. All I try to do is get distribution anywhere. Yeah. I heard that I, 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 I don't I, I don't want to be, be kind of get this. I don't know if the cat, most of the cast was Nigerian, but wherever it was, like, it opened huge, and I was super over, and, like, I kept getting invites to, like, do personal appearances and stuff over there. In Nigeria? Yeah. But it was it was close. It, it was a I don't know if it was Nigeria, but it was a country that was close enough to um, where that Darfur whole fucking situation was going oh. on at, at the time, and it was just like yippee. Are we going to make any reference to this fucking badass acrylic commission piece of art? Yeah, uh, speak, speaking of Darfur, that's where it was painted, right? <laughs> yes. That's actually the conflict behind me. That's called called Warrior from Darfur. I keep getting it wrong. Was it Bulgaria? What was it? Czechoslovakia. Czech, Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia. This paint, for anyone that doesn't know, which is not the saga of this painting, Kevin shows me this painting about, I don't know, five months ago. Right? We're, talking, we're talking about setting up the studio and what the shot is, and he's like, yeah, I'm commissioning some original artwork for uh, for for the studio for myself. I was like, all right, cool. And so he shows me, and he, you came across this this woman's art somewhere on right? Instagram, on Instagram, and he yes. reached out. Didn't think there'd be any problem reaching out, you know, to Romania, Czechoslovakia for, for the commissioned artwork. <laughs> and um, so here we are, uh, months later, it arrived finally. It's a it's a big piece. I don't think people can get from the perspective that you have there now, but it's a very large piece. And it was uh, it was an original piece, was it not? Give her a yes. shout out. What's her name? Yeah. Um, it's it's Renata Lang Langana. I I should let me just see if I can pull her up because she has an Instagram page. She's a beautiful red haired girl. That's always um, the prerequisite for buying when Kevin buys art. It's the the not just the work, but it's how well, it's, the artist looks. It's nice right? to know that that they, you don't uh, have a Warhol on your wall, clearly, or a Peter Max. No, I believe that her tag is just Renart, R E N A R T. So there you go, a little plug. And if you'd I'll like. uh, let me just see if I can. You, you two can have yours eleven months from now. No, um, it was much quicker you, than that. If you reach out. It was much quicker than that. She actually put it on like super duper uh, speed dial. It's remarkable that it comes intact like that. There's no damage or anything. Like no, she, I'd be no, so was, nervous in shipping something like that. Listen, we, here's I, my here's my artist. Here she is. You see that? That's yeah. my artist. 
Did you even look at any of the art before you commissioned her? Was that photo enough? No, actually, actually, um, I saw this picture, and mm. I just absolutely loved the the brush stroke. A lot of texture in there. Too. Yeah, it was Very it was cool. amazing, and I saw it just going through Instagram, and um, then I saw another painting like the next day that was you know completely different color scheme but it was I, I could tell it was the same so i i fucking looked back and i remembered it was ren something but i had no idea who the who the, who the artist was and i uh i went back and, and looked it up and i i was just like wow like it's it i don't think it's it it, it ever like I, I don't give a fuck if, if you come over to my house and you're going to change out my air conditioning. I'd rather you look like fucking Tony Curtis than fucking, you know, some fat fucking piece of shit. Mm. That's just me. I like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's, there's, I, I, art's, art's beautiful. And if a, if the person's attractive, I think that they're going to put out, uh, so she a, kind of lives through the art there. Here she is. Let's see is. a little of her work intense yeah got a little ink is that some ink on her leg there there's that stroke you were talking about with the uh the uh yeah, she got some ink that that uh green dress there can we go into that there for a second here we're clearly advertising more than the art she's very smart she's got you on the hook now, can we get can we get an affordable painting here? We, you know, we we have to be mindful our audience. You know, not, not everybody listening to us has you know, I, I seventy five t- films I, to their I, credit. I wanna, I, I'm not kidding you. I want to think that all in, including FedEx from Czechoslovakia, four K. Okay, that's and it's a big piece too. Yeah, it's it, it's it's sizable. Eleven so. soft. Eleven. All right, chick fight. I have to. We have to get back here. We have to get back into this. Right. Um, chick the, fight. Good. Uh, uh, Alec Baldwin. Uh, Malik. Uh, Malik was in that. Who else was in? I'm that? I'm a Baldwin fan, and I know it's. I, 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 I love him on Instagram because he's very. I mean, he's got. He he, he always says shit. You know, like uh, I was. I was going in for an audition, and uh, I was in L.A. at the time, and. You know, they only had one jazz station, and I remember, you know, I listened to the piece, and I didn't get a chance. So I, when I got back from the audition, I got in my car, and I, I, I you know, re- remember what time it was, and I got back, and uh, I went to my apartment, and I, I called the radio station. I said, uh, "Who's the artist that was uh, was playing that riff at one uh, twenty three this afternoon?" And, yeah, just a, just he's an interesting motherfucker. I, did, I man. like when he did the that slice of life. He does sometimes get political on on Instagram, and that's fine. I mean, he he's a political guy, and he has his opinions, and I respect him for that. But I love the slice of life stuff that he does, and I think the appeal of your show here <laughs> is very much that. I think you kind of have a Baldwin type vibe in entertainment where you could talk about different things. I listen to Alec Baldwin. The fucking Instagram video has to be twenty minutes long. Talk about a uh, he uh, he he always starts very dramatic, right? The, the thing comes on and he's like, "So I uh, 
just spent some time in uh, Syracuse, uh, a fascinating city. And uh, <coughs> there's a, uh, a consignment shop in the basement of a street in Syracuse. It's called Syracuse Underground. And uh, where you can buy uh, cufflinks or, uh, or, or china, or various things. And uh, the proprietor of the uh, location, and he'll go on. He'll go on for 20 minutes. And he did go on for 20 minutes about a consignment shop in a basement in Syracuse. I'm listening to this. I'm hysterical. I'm sitting in the living room. I'm laughing my ass. I'm played for my wife. She doesn't get it. My my oldest daughter, she's a teenager. She has no time for me. But she enjoys my silliness. So I play this. So he's talking about, for 20 minutes, that the proprietor of this shop, a man named Bruce Block, let's just give him the, the plug right here, is back. He's back and he has taken the shop back and they're 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 open again after COVID, whatever. So I'm I'm joking around and I begin to put little signs around the house. Bruce Block is back. I put one on the refrigerator. It was Christmas. I put one on the top of the tree, whatever, because that's what living with me is like. A half hour later, I get an email from Bruce Block saying uh that I had questions, saying Say so, yes. You had some questions about the store. My wife, as I'm doing this, goes on, goes to the website, and submits a question from me to this proprietor of a consignment shop or an antique shop in Syracuse. And I and I actually get the email. It was it was a great rib. So I love Baldwin. Is Baldwin cool on the set? Is he? Uh, is he? Uh, is he intimidating? Is he? No, he's just he's. I got I got the the first time I worked with him was on Rock of Ages. Yes, have, that's right. You did too. Have, yeah, we have, actually have some scenes together, and uh, we're sitting there, and I had this orangutan, like a ninety pound orangutan that was uh, on my shoulder, called Heyman, and uh, as in Paul. <laughs> yeah, and he says, uh, "Hey Nash, it uh, it doesn't like." freak you out at all to uh thanks man uh it doesn't freak you out at all to have that fucking monkey on you i guess what if it decides to uh you know peel back your fucking scalp i said well hopefully i can grab it by its throat and kill it before then i said but if and this this uh monkey got on me and it was just like when he got up on my shoulder we're walking through a bar and the bar is packed he was just like Oh, fuck yeah. Like, I'm with a big alpha motherfucker. Like, this is chill. He just, he put his head down fucking, like, he was, the guy that was his handler said, he never gets along with anybody like this. Like, if he, I just put my back to him the first day and that, that monkey jumped on me. But, uh, yeah, I got a chance to work with Baldwin twice. Um, COVID-19, the invasion, you have a very prominent role in this film, do you not? You know what was amazing about this film uh, is uh, the director um, sh- shot it, and it was during it was it was like dead in the middle of COVID, mm. and he shot everything like with distance, and then he never used like he, he mic'd us, but he also used. Um, the, all the booms would be on tripods. Mm. So he would, you know, would kind of shoot accordingly for sound and, you know, everything, you know, we, a lot of it was outdoors. I only shot for a, a day or two on that. 
it, it actually qualified me for insurance for the year. So you only did a day or two. I said, you're in the whole trailer. I think. I thought you were the lead. You worked me. Dog. Dog. You're reunited with Channing. Channing. Yep. He and Reed. You into this? And Reed. Reed, Reed, uh, Reed and Channing. Uh, Reed wrote it again, and then Reed also direct co-directed with Channing. This was Channing's uh, and, and Reed's uh, directorial debuts. Mm. Did he bring you into it? Did, or, or was it? Did, you know, did he bring you in, or, or was it just coincidence that you? No, Chan, Channing. First, that first thing they was when they sent me the script, and the script was amazing. Uh, like to the point where you know you laughed, you got choked up. One of the best scripts I've ever I've read, ever read in my life. And they said, "What do you think about the script?" I thought they were just doing it to to, to get my opinion. And I said, I said, man, I said, it was, it was amazing. You know, I said, not to blow anybody. I said, but you know, it's fucking really, really, uh, I mean, I could just visualize, you know, each scene. I could, mm-hmm. I could, I said, I could storyboard that fucking movie. Right. And they said, what do you think about playing Gus? And I just laughed. I said, are you serious? And he said, yeah. I said, he says, can you just, he says, we got some time. Can you just let your, you know, let your beard grow and your hair grow? I'm like, it's COVID, man. Like, yeah, I, I can definitely do it. So I just let my shit grow. And so, looking back at this at this storied film career, what um, what didn't get the attention that you wished it had, and what what got out there that you wish that you could have done without? Any any film that you wish did a little better, like a the little film that could. Well, Dog did great. You know, Dog did yeah. over eighty million, and I think I think we had a seven million dollar budget on that. I think the first Magic Mike was a maybe a eight or nine million dollar film. They did like one fifty. Um, so, uh, I wish Punisher would have got uh, probably a. a a little bit. I thought that Thomas Jane was by far the best Punisher. Um, but you know what? I think in your journey in life, you know, it's like I just any time that I have been blessed to be on the other side of that that fucking camera. Because when I was a kid, man, that's when I got, and I, I'm so goal driven that once I reach a goal it's very hard for me to fucking focus to like my next goal in that fit in that you know that field so to me it was just like one of these days i'm gonna sit in a movie theater and i'm gonna see me in a fucking film and i'm gonna watch my name on the credits and lo and behold 1991 is when it came out i went sat in the back of a movie theater watched ninja turtles Watched my scene, saw my name, went in my fucking car, Gaylord Perryed one. Uh, then uh, it was like when I was in wrestling. I said, when, when I become, if I ever become the world champion, you know, like that, that, that would, I, I, like, what the fuck must that be like? And I'd see guys that would win, you know, win the title. And I'd be like, 
And then lo and behold, I mean, not only do I win the, the, the title, I win it in a house show at the garden in eight seconds with somebody that held the belt for like eight fucking years at one point. And right. it's just like, like where, so where do you go? You blew Rath's fucking deal. He was going to win the title that night. Yeah. You know, because that, 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 that's so much. I, I didn't even, when you, when we, we, I didn't even remember that, that that was after the fight. I don't remember. I, I remember the match because I thought it was a pretty solid match because he could fucking work. But I don't, I don't remember there being, like, I don't remember having like sitting Indians, Indian style. I would have to, what do you have to say now? Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> yeah, no, no more you know Indian what? style, please. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm quarter Cherokee, so I can fucking sit quarter Indian style. So, um, I don't remember sitting there and, and throwing it, uh, 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 why the fuck would you book that match? So I win World War Three, and somebody booked the fucking match. I wasn't booking. So they just decided, wouldn't, if, 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 if they didn't want him beat, wouldn't you just say, because to me, if I beat somebody that has a streak prior to Goldberg's, what are the chances of me breaking both streaks? Maybe the, that's where the psychology was for the person that actually booked the motherfucker. Next week, we're busy with the bunkhouse stampede. I think two weeks from now, wrath, the whole fucking deal, the whole, the whole episode. Are we going to go into chronic or just wrath? No, just wrath. Adam bomb. Adam bomb. See, this is the, this is where the whole fucking thing comes from. They took. They took Brian's finish from him when he was Adam Bomb. He used the power bomb. Correct. They took his finish when I, they started giving me my push, and they gave it to me. I did not ask for it. I said, "I said that's that's Bomb's fucking finish." They said, "Not anymore. It's yours." So, if he has, if I'm a big fucking goof and all these other things, and I know Brian doesn't actually feel that way because. I know that he knows like, we're, we're cool. I, I know that uh, it, it's a fucking, it's a sound bite in life. We've all done it. We've all said it. Um, and then, and then in 2002, you have to apologize for, for, for being an asshole. You know, it only took you 20 years, but I'm just, it's better, it's better late than never. Right. Right. So, so I, maybe I, he'll I, reach out. Maybe he'll call in in his episode in two weeks. Yeah, well, he'll be doing that with solo partner. I'll be in Czechoslovakia. Hey, are you ready? The Christmas countdown's on at JCPenney. Through Saturday, use your coupon and dash away with very merry savings on last-minute gifts across the store. Like fine jewelry stocking stuffers up to 70% off after coupon. And save up to 50% on comfy, stylish outerwear for the whole fam. Add curbside pickup to make your trip extra quick. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers good on select items through 1224. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender, Savewithconrad.com.
Back with Click This, the Kevin Nash Podcast. Uh, Kevin, your public awaits, as you know, uh, a passionate outpouring every week uh, to get some Nash time, to get some time with you. Like Amber Heard at the bar for a two-second picture and look at the my, life my that son, that's you know taken what? on. The the night of Magic Mike XXL, the, the uh, at the premiere, my son actually danced. T, you did have slow dance with her, didn't you? And my son danced a slow dance with Amber. How did she smell? How'd she smell? My son said, probably as you imagine. And then he said under his breath, like a baby's casket. How are her toes? Was Was she a ballet dancer? <coughs> Belly. Belly dancer. All right. Uh, Steffi Jacobson says, I have a future Ask Nash for you. Oh, by the way, uh, hashtag Ask Nash is what you should be tweeting so we can snatch these, as it were. I have a future. uh, uh, Fell down a YouTube rabbit hole and found your first episode of Nikki. Do you have uh, did you have input in that storyline or was the storyline what brought you to the role? Either way, it was brilliant. Um, no, I, they actually, I had, uh, some creative, definitely creative say in that, in that show. Zoel Lopez is big, sexy, just a nickname or is it a way of life? What is this very existential question? But Um, well, you'd have to go with the origin of, of big, sexy. I was, we're sitting in my, well, my, my wife and I were sitting in bed and we we're watching television. And at the time, Paul Newman was still alive, and he was on one of the talk shows. And I kept saying, like, the sexiest man, the blue eyes, Paul Newman. And I looked at my wife. I said, you know, I said, it's amazing. If, if, if somebody's deemed sexy, they're sexy. I said, if you saw Paul Newman, like, making a Slurpee with his flat fucking ass at a 7-Eleven, I said, would you really think I was a sexy old guy? I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to go on fucking TV Monday, and I'm going to call myself Big Sexy. And I waited until I blonde my hair. But I I think I did call myself Big Sexy, then I blonde my hair. And then it just stuck, and all of a sudden, instead of getting those older women scream, or like, I started getting the... So obviously, who exactly? Who exactly is letting out that first one? Uh, like fans of Dusty, like Dusty Rats. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, David Barrett wants to know. Uh, he said, "What I really want to ask was, what was the funniest botch he'd ever been involved with in ring? The more ridiculous, the better." Loving the podcast. God, botches. I mean, there's just sometimes, man, where like you're going, it's the finish of the match. You've got like a minute left, and the guy that you're in the ring with turns around, and just looks, and goes, "Where are we at? I'm lost." And you're like, "Fucking kidding, right?" You're like, "No." Like Scott would always say, Scott says, "Don't ever tell Nash you're lost," because always he go, "Hey, I'm lost." Where are we at? And I always would say, cut you off. <laughs> and give the knee. He'd be like, fuck that, man. I'm, not, I'm never going to tell you I'm lost. 
Because you just, if it's the middle of my, my comeback, you're taking over, you're getting you, another set you, of heat. You just go on <laughs> offense, right? Yeah, Whatever. I'm, I'm cutting you off, man. Uh, 26, the CB says, Mr. Nash, what are your thoughts on AEW? Do they have what it takes to become a viable competitor long-term nationally? Or will they go the way of TNA and fizzle out? You seem to insinuate that you watched it on episode one, but Sean didn't follow up on it. God damn it. Should find another co-host. Um, it, it, it just seems dated. It, it it has a very WCW Thunder feel when I watch it. Okay, from a production standpoint, from of everything. Uh, um, do you well, see? It I, watch, at- I, I watch. I watch. I, I watch Jericho on that. I always. I've always thought Chris was a great performer. Um, I thought when they brought Punk in. I'd really like the fact that Phil put fucking and everybody, but Phil put guys over every guy Phil worked with. Phil gave eighty percent of the match to. It's, Phil made everybody before he beat him, and I was just like, I was very that was he was very professional. Um, I, I like I like his I like his. Uh, his style, especially because he works old, he they they both do. They they work in older school style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you right now, fucking Orange Cassidy, that's my boy. I think. I mean, I know that it's so fucking. I mean, I, I know that fucking corny and other guys like that. Fucking they 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 shit on it, and uh, God, there's that big fucking. Stud that they got the power bombs fuckers warlock warlord warlock Wardlow Wardlow it's Wardlow yeah okay Wardlow so he's a good looking fucking guy good body and he had a match with with uh, Orange Cassidy to start off the show and I'm just like wow man this motherfucker like he's just gonna eat Orange Cassidy alive and fucking lo and behold man that fucking big dude gets it. He fucking let fucking him do the fucking kicks to the shit. I mean, they, and they end up having a fucking really good, uh, competitive match and he fucking beat him and he should have, but it Mm. was just like, and I know that like the Kevin Nash slash Cornette me wants to fucking slip my wrists, but the Shawn Michaels nowadays that realizes that it ain't your fucking dad's wrestling anymore fucking gray-haired nash says you know what it's fucking entertaining and i'm gonna fucking watch it if i can watch red and stempy i can definitely watch fucking that hmm oh there's an endorsement that that they were looking for If, if you can watch red and stempy turn us on but so, but let me just get a summation here for you without, without going to individual workers. You think the product needs to be overhauled a little from production. Does it feel like TNA a little when you watch it? No, cause TNA had a, had, had a much larger, uh, kind of legends, basic guys. You know, they had a lot more 
Uh, a lot of these guys, you don't know who they are. And, you know. I, I just meant from from production. From uh, production yeah, but I'm just saying, though, like, for me, like, the, the it, I, it seems to me like people from Impact are on AEW, people from Ring of Honor are on, like, like, there's, it's almost like a no borders, you know, Doctors Without Borders type situation over there. Mm. So, and it's hard for me to figure out what, who the belts go to. So, but I don't watch wrestling that often. Right. And if if I'm going to watch a product, just visually, especially uh, in a sativa kind of mode, the crystal clear uh, production and costuming and everything else that the WWE gives me gives me that I feel like I'm at Cirque du Soleil instead of fucking you know mm. Ringling Brothers a, a powerbomb sativa kind of or Jack Jackknife Jackknife Jack sativa Jack kind of way Brian Kaufman uh, were there any other ideas for Super Shredder other than collapsing the dock and committing suicide Um, actually the doc doesn't kill shredder shredder fucking decides while he's pinned, he's going to go ahead and twist one off. And one of those jagged razors cuts off his, uh, engorged, uh, blue chew shaft. And, uh, he, That's bleeds, in the outtakes. he, he bleeds out. That's in the outtakes. They actually shot it. <clears throat> Funky Flashman. Uh, hey, Kevin, Sean, any memories or stories from working on the Ultimate Deathmatch movies? Uh, some of the most unintentionally hilarious movies I've seen in years. Love the show and the old kayfabe commentary stuff. I only had, like, little cameo spots on those. Salvatore as a suggestion for maybe an end-of-the-year special, and I actually brought this up the other day. Or a Patreon exclusive. Kevin and Sean should pick a movie and straight up do a commentary track. Just something random like Miami Blues with Alec Baldwin or the Pope of Greenwich Village. I'm down for that. I'm down when we start doing premium stuff. Instead of watch-alongs for three-hour wrestling matches, I think we should pick classic films and do commentary tracks on a watch-along. What do you think? I, I would, yeah. That'd be so very you guys cool. ask, ask and you shall receive. That's how we roll. What more can be said? What more can be said today? Uh, let's think. Exactly. Right around the world, right? Started, we were in Bulgaria. Eastern European artists. Nigeria. We, we hit Nigeria. We did China. That film you did 10 days in China. 110. Guys, click this. is a production of Butch and Sundance Media Producer Association with Podcast E. Producer Steve Kaufman. Graphics, Dominic D'Angelo. Theme song by Dale Oliver. Technical research by Tristan Nash. Copyright 2022. That's my boy. Butch and Sundance Media. Hey, Kevs. Want to do another one?
Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? SaveWithConrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at SaveWithConrad.com.